and welcome to Not Another Poem. I'm Olivia Mulligan and I'm going to be sharing the next, oh, 15, 16, possibly 18 minutes with you uh, sharing some poetry and just having a chat. Um, Thank you very much for being here and tuning back in. I've not actually been recording the last few weeks Um, that's a lie. I did attempt to record last week and then I listened back to it and I was just like, ew. (laughs) So maybe I won't even listen back to this one because I think sometimes you can get a bit too in your head, um, a bit too critical. Um, And if I overanalyze, goodness, I'd, I'd never post or you know, produce anything probably. Um, So fingers crossed um, for this one. I hope you enjoy it. And another reason I've not been recording the podcast lately is because in the last few weeks, I've actually been really busy. Um, I've had poetry workshops. I've been at a couple of festivals, uh, which is great that um, I'm really doing my best to try and get the poetry out there. Um, So uh, one of the workshops was at Ripon Cathedral with children, which is always fun. Uh, The youngest girl that was there was only four, um, which did prove uh, challenging to try and keep her attention on the brief. And the the brief I had uh, from the cathedral was to create poems with these young children um, about their experience in the cathedral, in particular the crypt which is the oldest part of the cathedral. It's actually the oldest part of any cathedral in the country. It's 1,350 years old, um, which is insane. And yeah, that was the idea to to write our poems inspired by that. But this little um, four-year-old girl who was so cute as well, um, did she want to write a poem on the cathedral? knew um all she wanted to write about was hamsters um and in particular the fact that for her fifth birthday coming up oh she just wanted a hamster so much and she was gonna call it kitten princess um, which she kept telling me about um which was adorable um in every sense (laughs) and i managed to get her attention for about 10 minutes doing some um cathedral-like poetry and then we moved swiftly on to kitten princess and hamster drawings and um and some singing which was lovely and then uh, the festival the first festival I had was the deer shed festival which was an incredible experience I was doing um, a workshop there and that's what I'd been booked for but then the day before uh, the festival organizers um, gave me a call and said oh, uh, someone's dropped out last minute. Is there any chance that after the workshop you're able to do some performance poetry on stage? Um, And I said, yeah, <laughs> uh, because I didn't really have that much time to think, which was actually probably a good thing. I didn't have too long to get nervous. And then, um, and then yeah, it was really fun. My favourite bit, to be honest, was when it was finished. <laughs> and uh, I love opening it up to any questions or comments in the audience and this was maybe the highlight of the whole summer um, is this one little boy at the very front he must have only been about five Um, he puts his hand up at the end of the set and goes 
thank you so much for singing. <laughs> Which, uh, yeah, literally made my day, made my weekend. So at the start of this episode, I'm pretty sure I said it was going to be 18 minutes. But if I if I keep rambling like this, it's going to be far longer. So apologies and enough of the rambles. And let's get into reading some poems. So I believe uh, in the last episode, I'd said about reading some from my book, Advice from a Stranger. So that's exactly what we're going to do today. For those that don't know me or don't know anything about the book, uh, it's my second book. And basically, I asked 70 strangers uh, to give me a piece of life advice. And then I'd use each piece of advice as inspiration for the next poem. Uh, The youngest person I asked was six years old and the oldest was, they were in their 80s and they were totally random mix of people. Some would be in the queue at a supermarket or a post office uh, or just randomly when I was out on a walk. Uh, My favourite one potentially uh, was... someone uh, it was a lady ringing me up trying to sell me car insurance which I didn't want <laughs> but then by the end of the phone call I said you know no thank you but no thank you um, and whilst you're here uh, could you give me some life advice please um, and yeah she made the book and the first one that I'll read for you today is inspired by the life advice from a lady called Julie who said just enjoy it. And it's called said with a grin or a gin or both. Perhaps when I'm 40, I will be less naughty. But then again, probably not. I'll have more money and it will be funny to spend all my dollar on pot. (laughs) Oh dear, you're choking. Gosh, I was joking. For druggy, I'm certainly not. I'm certainly free of artificial glee. I've just naturally lost the plot. Perhaps when retired, I won't get fired. But then again, probably not. With husband number three, it must be me. I just enjoy tying the knot. Perhaps when I'm grey, I'll be less astray. But then again, probably not. For my hair will be pink, I'll still flaunt a wink with laughter lines that are smoking hot. Perhaps when I'm dead, I'll regret what I said. But then again, probably not. And the next one I'm going to read. I will actually read this one first and then I'm going to tell you the advice at the end of this one. Just to mix it up. (laughs) Um, And the title of the poem is called Nameless Neighbours. You know, the tall one, the large one, the I'll eat it all one. Yeah. The fat one. No, the small one, the short one, the face like a wart one. But what about the slim one? The thin one? The one with the chin? The messy one, the sticky one, the one without a bin? You know, the chunky one, the hunky one, the hot but smells funky one. (sighs) Come on, he's the one with the... I, the one with the nan who's just about to die? No, fly. She's off to Barcelona 
flying far from her neighbours because they've got corona. You know the one. The one who likes a tipple. The one who kissed the postman. He's got a third nipple. Oh, you know the postman. He's the one with the post. Knocks at your door when you're trying to host. Asks you to sign. Makes you burn the toast. Speaking of toast, that last caught the sun. Heat stroke last Tuesday when she went for a run. You know. The one with the teeth. Says that she's vegan except she eats beef. Married to what's-his-face. Bald man Keith? Nope, that was last year. Her new man's got hair. Swapped baldy in for luscious locks. Eh, ain't life unfair. And poor what's-her-name has had it rough. Lives at number nine. You know the one. The quiet one. Haven't seen her for some time. Oh yes, indeed. The quiet one. Plays the silent game. I think we ought to go and visit. I think we should ask her name. And that was the life advice from a chap called... This is a genuine name, probably the best name in the whole book. uh, Seamus O'Flaherty. And his advice uh, was... Always treat people the way you would want to be treated. The next piece of advice was from a stranger called Adam Skipper. And I remember when he gave this to me, I actually thought, oh no, it's rubbish. (laughs) Um, So he said, surround yourself with nice people and you'll have a nice life. Oh, I don't know. It just sound it sounded a bit naff when he said it. Um, I think mainly because he used the word nice twice, um, and also I remember, you know, even back in in school, the English teacher saying, "Never use the word nice. You can always think of a better word than nice." Um, and he'd used it twice. Um, so yeah. I did not have great hopes for what this poem uh, would turn out to be like. And, you know, the more I was thinking on it and the more I was getting annoyed about this word nice, I then thought, hang on, actually, you know, it's just a word. And, you know, what's the word nice ever done to me? It's never caused me any harm. And I then ended up feeling quite sorry for this word nice. (laughs) Um, And anyway, here's the poem that... um, I ended up writing and looking back on it it's it's maybe one of my favorites in the book to be honest so great apologies to Adam Skipper um and slating his advice in in my head when he gave it to me um I think it's great so thank you Adam thank you for thank you for encouraging us to surround ourselves with nice people uh, to have a nice life And the poem is called, That's Nice. Being nice is being nice. It's nice to be nice, because it feels nice. To be friendly, kind, lovely, good, delightful, fine, charming, and we should all be nice. We should all be peachy, inviting, pleasant, polite. We should be swell, fine and dandy helpful and then we might have a nicer life. But what is this nice and what does it mean? Is niceness inherited 
or as niceness seen. It's warm cookies, pink sunsets, glowworms, fresh mint. It's cherry blossom, silent cliff tops, and having to squint at the dazzling morning light. It's stained glass windows, it's handwritten love notes, it's Yorkshire tea, it's buttery toast. It's homegrown tomatoes, it's the smell of fresh bread. It's memories of the ocean and when the ocean said, Listen. It's unexpected smiles, it's winter spice, it's truly believing. That's nice. That's nice. Now, before I go on to the next one here, just going to ask, how's the old sound quality going today? Um, I asked this because I've actually got a new microphone, which is exciting. Um, say new microphone, like I had an old microphone. I didn't. I was literally just speaking into my computer um, for the first three episodes. Um, so hopefully this sounds okay. Was it worth the £79.99 price tag? probably not um but you can let me know if it was uh you can drop me a message uh connect on social media it's live underscore mulligan underscore poet for instagram and facebook is olivia mulligan poetry um so yeah do let me know um let me know how you find in the podcast let me know um if you've got any ideas for future ones so this next poem Uh, was inspired by the life advice from a stranger called Amanda Lennon and she told me everything passes and I remember this one um, it was said at a time to me when I was actually really struggling Uh, so I had her advice in the back of my mind thinking I do need to write a poem for that Um, and I remember it being in the the middle of winter and I was being driven somewhere, don't actually remember where, uh, by my parents. And like I said, it was on a day, um, this day in particular, I was really struggling. And I was in the car, my head was down, I was just you know, clouded with my own probably negative, nasty, horrible thoughts. And my mum said, oh, look at the trees, look at the arty trees, as we were driving along. And I remember hearing her say that and I remember just not looking up. I just stayed, you know, stayed looking down and she said it again. She goes, oh, look, look at them. Look at those arty trees. Look at them. They're so beautiful. And I dragged my head up out of my own little slump that I was in. And yeah, wow, she was just totally right. It was it's quite strong winter lights coming through these silhouette-like trees and it was honestly breathtaking and how she described them these arty trees look at the arty trees she said um the first thing that came to my mind when i looked at them was that they looked like the insides of a of a human body they looked like arteries and then you know seeing that word in my head even arteries and hearing my mum's voice, the arty trees. Oh my God, I just couldn't help but write a poem. I was suddenly very excited at um, at these words that were, yeah, I guess, 
almost without sounding yeah too wacky almost sounded uh, sorry it felt like the words were literally flowing through me and I couldn't do anything but write this poem there and then and it's called depression is like a landscape the arty trees like arteries or veins from the ground grounding the sound of a winter heart beating to a halt for a moment you're not there to stare at the trees the arty trees like arteries or veins from the ground grounding the sound of a growing heart capturing a breath of spring so before I sign off for today I'm going to read one more poem and before I do that (laughs) I just want to say thank you ever so much for listening Uh, it really means a lot and if you've enjoyed these poems today they are from the book Advice from a Stranger and that book can be bought worldwide online uh, from your favourite online retailer Uh, or you can also support local by going into your local bookshop and asking them to order you a copy Uh, yeah it really means the world thank you so much for your support Uh, final poem today then and it's called career goals I'm going to be a doctor a lawyer's my second choice my nan thinks I'd be good at politics to be the people's voice but I'm going to be a doctor I'll be a pilot on the side when dad tells folk I'm studying medicine it fills him with fatherly pride he didn't mind the little white lie He thought my career goals were fantastic. Too young for college at four years old. My hospital was plastic. And at the wise old age of ten, I broke some painful news. I didn't want to be a doctor. I realised I wanted to choose. My teacher spoke of possibilities. Perhaps the army, with all the gear. I could work in sport or in fashion, or I could be an engineer. At sixteen, my uncle told me an accountant would be stable. A side effect might be depression, but I'd have the comfort that I'm able to afford a nice suit. Yeah, money seemed to be important, and I wanted to earn more than my sister, so my teenage self wouldn't believe that my dream job would be a barista. So is it true you just make coffee? The just is emphasised. I just make the best coffee and my life isn't compromised. But life is enhanced as their taste buds dance, as they sip the artist's work. Guzzling the knowledge of farming and roasting, I peacefully watch and I smirk. I smile daily as I witness daily happiness each day. Yet each day I'll witness heartbreak. I'll see loneliness and I'll say, this one's on us. So no, I don't just make coffee. I don't just pour, froth and swirl. I study laughter, blushing and silence. And I learn what makes the world. And that was the life advice from the stranger, Helen Vaux. And she told me, don't follow the crowd. 
it's fine to carve your own path. <laughs>